Welcome all you Plus Two Comedy Modifiers to another episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. I'm your host as always, TV's Noah Houlihan, and before we get to our fantastic episode with Laura Hargraves, I gotta tell you about some upcoming shows. We are proud to announce that we are returning to John Con. Yes, John Con, the annual Johns Hopkins Science Fiction and Fantasy Convention at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore, Maryland on April 1st through the 3rd. Come on down, we'll be doing our new Cutthroat Gaming, which we may be changing the name of soon, so just stay tuned. It'll be fun. So come on down to John Con. We always have a blast there. If you want to just hang out with us, this is the best con to just hang out with us because we play games like the whole time we're there. So come on down to John Con in Baltimore, Maryland. Also, come see us at Castle Point Anime Convention. We are returning to Castle Point, which is at the Stevens Institute of Technology at 1 Castle Point Terrace in Hoboken, New Jersey. So please come see us April 23rd and 24th for some stand-up comedy and for some cosplay pro wrestling. And now, this episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast is brought to you by Fiverr.com. Fiverr.com is a fantastic user-created marketplace where everything is just, or just starts at, $5. So buy something for $5. Sell something for $5. Be wacky for $5. Check it out. It's a fantastic service. F-I-V-E-R-R dot com. And while you're there, why don't you check on the Plus Two Comedy Store, and you can buy the ad space that I just used to plug Fiverr in the next episode be great to have you as a sponsor. And now, without any further ado, take it away, Kirby Crackle. Who's ready for a podcast? <laughs> no one is prepared. Excellent. Who's here to do other things and is currently being annoyed by a podcast? Woo! All right, all right. And who's part of an understanding armada group? Oh, we don't even have the armada group this week. I see abandoned spaceships. Uh, oh, this is bad. Armada is a Star Wars game. It's great. In any case, this is the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. I'm your host, as always, TV's Noah Hulahan, recording live here at Nerdvana. That's 3003 English Creek Avenue in Egg Harbor Township, New Jersey. Woo! Yeah, cheer for the place. Cheer for the place, at least. I, I am joined, as always, by the Joe Swanson to my Peter Griffin, Mr. Will Liam. How you doing, Will? Doing good. Good to have you here. Oh, I get Thank it. You. Yeah, well, I have a strong upper body. But a very weak lower body. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and holy crap, you're a crapple. Mm-hmm. I've heard that four times so far during this experience. Oh, really? I've been really? keeping track. All right, good. That's a good thing to have a tally. You used to have a cast that you could actually write it on, but now you've <laughs> they got rid of that. the boot, which is well, exciting. They, they cut it off to look at it, and then they're like, we'll put another one on. I was like, yeah, but the art was on the first one. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to redo that. So, no. <laughs> I want the old one I'll back. just flop this around for a while. <laughs> Get one with a hinge. Closes. Uh, our guest this week. <laughs> I want. I want just a suit of armor boot. 
the gist at that part. Decline, decline. I'm sorry. Real hard to go through airports. Our guest this week was supposed to be the director of Cold Wars, but he canceled 11 minutes ago. But our guest this week... Our replacement guest this week is still fantastic. Uh, she's a writer for Geekadelphia and also Pretty Nerdy Things. Give it up for Laura Hargraves. Woo, what's up, guys? I think you got a boyo-yoing. Yeah. It may have been unrelated, but... Oh, good, I got so, sound effects. Yeah, somebody sprung the doorstop behind a door <laughs> in celebration of your appearance here. How you doing, Laura? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing great. We like to start with an icebreaker question. And I got an icebreaker question right here from past guest Matt Allcamp from Dungeon Pals. What would be your ideal X-Men lineup? My ideal X-Men lineup? Um, Cyclops, because he got a raw deal in the movies. Okay. Um, not Wolverine, just out of spite. I'm just tired of him. No, no Wolverine at all. Yeah, Wolverine's the Roman Reigns of the X Men. <laughs> all right, interesting choice. Uh, Kitty Pride, because I like Kitty Pride. I like Kitty Pride too. Dazzler out of spite, because I like Dazzler her. out of spite, pure spite, pure spite. Nobody likes her but me. Um, and then I guess I need to put some useful people in. So yeah. we'll put in like Iceman, Storm, Nightcrawler. You got two ice mutants. I don't know if that was a good choice with Storm and Iceman, but I guess that... Or Storm's just, also lightning. But she's she's all weather, so yeah. Iceman seems unnecessary. Okay, Iceman's played by the guy who played Jake from the Animorphs. All right, all right, all right, touche. So I have a touché. personal reason for going for that. What about you, Will? What do you got? Uh, well, if I've learned anything from Marvel... And a run I read about the Fantastic Four, where it was none of the members of the Fantastic Four. And so you don't. There's no requirement. Yeah, you just anymore. Need to be four. So my choice for the uh, X Men would be Thor, the Incredible Hulk, Iron Man, and Captain America. No, see, I think Fantastic Four. The only thing that matters is that there's four of them. X Men, they have to be mutants. I feel like they've done a very poor job defining the difference between the Incredible Hulk superpowers. And a mutant that turns green when he's mad. Super I know, but I, I'm going to argue Iron Man with you. I'm no, a mutant. I'm super. No, he's smart. got a meta brain. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, he studied the whole. Studied into becoming a mutant. Yeah, the whole, they they make a distinction between outside something causing you to be a mutant and you being born a mutant. So, like a catalyst, nature know, versus nurture. In the '90s exactly. Spider-Man cartoon, the X-Men meet Spider-Man, and then Wolverine's like, "Ew, he got bit to become a mutant. Gross." <laughs> He wasn't born half an animal. What a weirdo. Then again, I don't remember my own origin, so I could have been bit by a wolverine. <laughs> I, I stand I, by my answer. I would definitely go Mystique. This way, if I'm oh, yeah. upset with my, my roster, I'm like, hey, can you become Jubilee? I think that'll work out better for everybody. Uh, I'm going to go I'm gonna go Wolverine as well, uh, t- just because you guys didn't, and I want to sell now comics with mine. So... I'm going to actually take Wolverine in mind. Uh, I would want some weird ones. I think I would go with Skin. You guys know who Skin is? I do. Ew. He's like a really yeah. bad Ew Mr. Is. Fantastic. <laughs> He's like a silly putty man. It's oh. great. And I'm a big Multiple Man fan, so I'll go Multiple Man as well. Especially dashing, charming Multiple Man that was in X-Men 3. 3? Yes. X-Men United or Last Stand. I don't know what they're called anymore. 
Uh, yeah, the last one, I think it was. Yeah, X Men Three. It's the X-Men last one. In the mistake. Oh, and Juggernaut. Juggernaut's amazing. He's not a mutant, though. He's not. Uh, yeah. Aside from in the movies, he got his power from a rock that he found. So wait, what? if he got his power from a rock, then why are we yeah, mad at Spider-Man? Yeah, see, he knows I'm right. And it's Spider-Man in the Hulk. And it- because Colossus also got the Juggernaut pen? Well, that's terrifying. Because <laughs> at one point, a nerd found the stone, became the Juggernaut. Uh, they stole it from him, and then the Juggernaut took it, got the powers, and then threw the stone into space. Okay. And Colossus it, was like, hey, look at And I was like, this, this won't end badly. He used his Juggernaut powers to throw the Juggernaut power rock away? Well, once he had, if he's the last person to have it, he has it till someone else t- touches well, the rock. When I th- when I think of something that has a lot of momentum, <laughs> I immediately think of a stone. <laughs> I did not know that. Now I'm very disappointed. And also not going to listen and still include him in my <laughs> X Men lineup. I don't think I have a single mutant in mind. So no, you still lied. <laughs> All right, so that's going to do it for our, our icebreaker question. So I think the ice is broken and we're warmed up. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Pretty Nerdy Things? Uh, Pretty Nerdy Things came out of, uh, it's been around since I want to say 2010, maybe 2011 now. It's been a while. It's a uh, female-centric nerd blog. It's about uh, feminist issues in blog and also like lifestyle. Like we plan parties and cosplay and it's, it's fun and there's a social justice aspect, so it's not just, like, feminist killjoying or, like, better homes and gardens for nerds. It's kind of somewhere in the... Mi- it's more of just whatever I felt like writing about. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. I've had other writers, but nobody's really stuck around, so it's still mostly me. Okay, cool. So what would you say the, the mission statement of uh, Pretty Nerdy Things is? Um, it's changed a few times. It's been... a uh, Young, broken, fabulous, because when I started it, I was 23 and had no money. So a lot of it was like cheap cosplays or things we're looking forward to or uh, pictures we didn't have to pay royalties for. And now that I'm a little older, it's become like, oh, you have your own place. Here are parties you can throw. Or I'm tired of listening to people uh, complain about Claire from Jurassic World. Right. So this is why I'm right. Um... I don't know about that one as a mission statement. No, I like, I'm right. That shows how right I am about things. I have that mission statement. <laughs> I am right. It's it's also uh, feminist issues tend to get a very bad rap because every the uh, stereotype is the feminist killjoy. So I do try to take a lighter look at things and also a very even-handed and reasonable look at things. Mm-hmm. Like I try to look at things from multiple angles so that that way. Because you can make a solid argument for, going back to Jurassic World, Claire's heels, whether her still wearing them at the end of the movie is stupid and it's there to make her look pretty, or whether it's an empowering, this is a woman who can run in heels, which is not that easy. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like we go a little deeper than, ah, she's running in heels, yeah. to try to to try to try like really look at a text or a movie and kind of pull something out of it and the two we've talked about recently are Widow, Ray, yeah. Widow and Ray and then Princess Leia, General Leia now. Yes, yeah. She, she graduated and, up and well, if, to General. And, and well, if I understand their political system, that, 
Well, she, her, she's not Princess of anything. Her plan's blown up. Yeah, yeah uh, that's a good point. She yeah, might be a... war crime Leia. <laughs> that, that was war the worst layoff in history. Is <laughs> <laughs> when you got laid off as princess because the planet's gone. <laughs> oh, I thought you were trying to make a Leia layoff joke. Oh, no, I, I wish I had. <laughs> it was right there for the taking. <laughs> yeah, I thought it's that's It's better you didn't, really. Oh, damn. Lay, laying it on thick. It's too late. And then I did some weird arm movement. Uh, but one thing I do like about your blog in particular is uh, I feel like whenever anyone hears feminist views, they're afraid that it's just going to be an explanation on how things are bad. But you also take a very positive look at a lot of things, which I think is a wonderful part of your blog. Yeah, I actually I love Claire's character, and I like how a lot of people complain that she ended up being a love interest for Owen, who is Chris Pratt's character, and... I actually really like the way their relationship was handled. Like when the two boys are like, man, that's your boyfriend. She just smirks at the camera, kind of like, yeah, he is. And <laughs> Yeah, at the, by the end of that movie, I would have dated Owen. So yeah. I, I totally understand her. I Because uh, I, I think I made the same arguments that you did defending Claire. I, I don't know what your arguments were, but I'm just assuming. Because <laughs> I, I, well, I defended Claire too, and my thing was... I read this article, somebody's breaking down all the things they didn't like about her and why she was a, a poor character and this and that. And I was like, you know, you're just describing Lieutenant Worf from Star Trek, right? You realize that. And all of a sudden, it, he was a strong masculine character and not a weak feminine one. He was just career-oriented and had a hard time connecting to yeah. people. Well, because I've always said that Claire is just Grant. Yeah, she that too. is exactly and Grant. And the other thing. Is Jurassic Park is just all the characters jumbled up real quick. Well, yeah. she's Grant and... Uh, Hammond. Well, I thought the guy who was actually okay. running the park who like he also the had ha- there's not one person gets one of the characters yeah. like because I think there's a couple of uh, uh, Malcolm Ian Malcolm's characters in there too. Yeah, Chris Pratt was part Malcolm and somebody else was part Malcolm. Yeah, but yeah, it was just the original cast split into yeah. different people. Yeah, they just took the traits and then which was fun. Like, them. This is interesting. I'm yeah. fine with this. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo has a thing about how since there's so many fewer female characters in genre entertainment. We analyze the living crap out of these poor people. Right. Like, every Avenger has had a love interest. But when Widow got a love interest, we all collectively lost our crap. Mm-hmm. And we're like, ah, she can't have a love interest. It makes her look weak. And I'm I- like, I- everyone has had one. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. multiple love interests. Yeah, but exactly. Widow having one makes her look weak. I didn't think her having a love interest made her look weak. I hated her little I'm a monster diatribe. After cutback or uh, flashback scenes of her murdering people as a child, that she's like, I can't have babies. I'm a monster. I always think, because I, I was reading about this yeah. scene a lot. And, and I know that that was editing and blah, 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 but it still bothered me. Yeah, I think people took very different things about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the inability to have children kind of took away any chance she had at a normal life. No, I, so I think it became I like a symbolic. I just It became like a symbolic thing. Mm-hmm. I also, in like really rethinking about that, she says that to connect with Banner. So it would have been real terrible if Banner was like, I'm, I turn into a monster. And she's like, you do. You're <laughs> you, horrible. You sure I do. I stay this woman. I, I'm always hot. <laughs> and then you become a monster. Although that works for Banner because like he liked Tony Stark when Tony Stark was like, hey, you turn into a giant green rage monster. He was like, yeah, yeah sure do. You became the science bros. Yeah. I think they bust myths on the Discovery Channel. Mm-hmm. But everything was comparing Claire oh, to Ellie. Oh. 
I can't get it out of my mind either now. Nah, M- no. Mythbusters with Tony Stark and Bruce Banner. But the whole, like, one of the running gags throughout the episode is Tony just, like, bashing his finger with a hammer real quick to see if he'll become the Hulk. Huh? Huh? <laughs> and Bruce, like, worrying about the budget. Like, hey, Discovery <laughs> Channel said we couldn't do this. And Tony Stark being like, I have my own budget. Yeah. <laughs> Money? That's for the peasants to worry about. Pepper, cut him a check. <laughs> But it'd be great just with the sense of humor of Mythbusters and stuff. Like, are we all secretly scrolls? Let's see. <laughs> what are the myths in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Yeah, are we all secretly scrolls? Can anyone actually lift Thor's, Thor's hammer? hammer? I just thought of that one. There's got to be something about, like, will using this Chitari bike give you cancer? <laughs> <laughs> are we all riddled with cancer? There's got to be yes, like a stupid... Yes, it turns stupid, out we are. Oh, my God. There's got to be a stupid weight loss one in there, like... If you lift Mjolnir, how many calories does uh, lifting Mjolnir burn? Yeah, yeah. You get the weird health and fitness ones that show up. <laughs> then who's the B team? Who's the Grant? Oh, uh, Hawkeye, Black Widow, Scarlet Witch. But they're not like. She's in the movies now. We have to. She's going to be in Civil War. We mm-hmm. have to pretend she did anything in the last movie. But they don't do science. I was thinking like Pym. Oh, all right. No, we're no uh, Scott. Who d- oh, yeah, yeah. Hope. As I hope he tries to pass himself as a scientist, a scientist when they have now? him join. Like, you built the Sandman suit? Sure. I was in an atom once. <laughs> Were you? Scott, can you help us with quantum physics? Probably. <laughs> I can quantify something. Ant Man. I'm, I'm very handsome. And he's just, and then Hope's in the background, like, no. <laughs> Could, no. Scott gives, like, a long, like, pop science explanation and hopes, like, here's all the reasons you're wrong, and then they cut to commercial. (laughs) And when they cut back, she's still talking. (laughs) I like it. This should be the next Marvel movie. (laughs) It's just Marvel Mythbusters. Fill the Thor slot with it. I'm sure that won't be good. Oh, is... They gotta do something... Is Coulson really dead? (laughs) He should be. Because they they think he is still, don't they? Yeah, that's when are we going to find that well, out? They live in a better written universe, I think. <laughs> I couldn't get into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. No, nope, so. me neither. I tried again. Still bad. I didn't. Still real bad. <laughs> well, I stopped uh, when they started tying into the movies because I'm notoriously late to the party seeing movies. Mm-hmm. So I just never got around to seeing Thor 2 until that episode was like six weeks old. It also super didn't matter. <laughs> When they, I went they back acted and watched, like, I was like it oh. did. They're like, oh, by the way, Thor was here. Did you guys see him? No. Ah, damn. We couldn't afford to get him in the episode, but he was just here. It was mediocre, <laughs> mediocre at best when Thor was here. I've seen Jeremy Renner go like, I, I'll be on Agents of Shield if somebody asks me. Like three seasons in, no one has asked him. <laughs> yeah, and then you saw all the writers go. Ah. ah. We just don't have room on the team for Clint. We just gotta... Ah, Fitzsimmons gotta do a thing. <laughs> no, they don't. That's why the... I'm Are they not both, getting into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They both still in it? It's dumb. <laughs> Are no, they alive? stupid. They can't do an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode that's just everything Hawkeye did during Captain America 2 that oh. was not helping. <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah. It's been like been the return they, line at Target. If they cut to Black, Black Widow's calling him, and she's like, I don't know what's wrong with Clint. And it cuts, and he's just on a beach, and he picks this. It's a Corona commercial. He throws his cell phone into the water, <laughs> and that's it. And I'm like, fine, he was on vacation. I would have been happy. Or you could have thrown in like a gratuitous sex scene with his wife. And yeah, then He anything. looks at it, and 
And she's like, don't answer it. And he's like, ah, oh, but it's Natasha. We'll just, we'll name it after her. Just yeah, fine, stop. done. <laughs> I, I like Hawkeye's wife calling it it. <laughs> I'll name it after. <laughs> well, you wouldn't know at that point. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I get <laughs> at conception. <laughs> I just know that I have a huge problem calling babies it for like... Until they're like three, yeah, until, until they can until talk, it can talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> until they can it correct you. <laughs> it's crying again. It doesn't use my name. <laughs> uh, so we like to geek out on this show. I'm not sure if you've ever heard this, and uh, we do it with the same we call what you watch and what you read and what you're playing. So we're talking about what we're watching and what we're reading and what we're playing. So, Laura, you're new to the group. What have you been watching? Uh, I saw Deadpool. That oh was my really God, good. Me too. Shh, I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen Deadpool? No. Nope. Okay. Why I can talk not, about Will. I, I can talk about Broken all the Bob's leg. Burgers I've been watching. I've been watching a lot I of Bob's Burgers. I think I'm only one short on that, so we're all right. You're probably further than I am. I could get. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally caught up. I, yeah, no, I'm watching it on Netflix. Well, it's a great show. It, it's really good. <laughs> it took me a while to warm up to the art style, but I really like it. I just want to talk about Deadpool, though. I won't. Well, just don't spoil anything. It's amazing. Just talk about all the stuff in the trailers. <laughs> X is gonna give it to you. Oh, I knew he would. <laughs> I've just been in, I've been enjoying the the Deadpool weird backlash of people being like, "This is really crude." It's like, yeah, it's a Deadpool movie. <laughs> I liked his SNL response because there's been that petition like, "Oh, have Deadpool host SNL," and he did that full Kanye rant. <laughs> would you? I would love... Have they ever had a character host SNL? Other than Hulk Hogan? I don't That's a think good question. so. I bet if they had... Who's the guy from House of Cards? Kevin uh, Spacey? Kevin if Spacey. Kevin Spacey did it, they wouldn't ask him to, but he would be the House of Cards guy. Because he can't... He was at the Oscars presenting an award, and he did it as House of Cards guy. And they're like, Kevin Spacey, what are you doing? He's like, this is all I have. He did... He doesn't drop character to the DVD commentary. I guess not, because it's creepy how much he does that. And it's Netflix, so there's no DVD commentary, so he's just stuck. <laughs> no, they, they released those on DVD. Oh, did they? Money, dear boy. But it's on Netflix. So? Well, not everyone has a friend who has Netflix. <laughs> All right, that's a good Which point. Which is how you get Netflix. Think about, like, your parents. Not no. everyone's parents can figure out how to use Netflix. And sometimes it's easier to just be like, here you go, here's a DVD, go away. And then they call me going, how do I get the commentary to turn off? <laughs> Why does Kevin Spacey talk through all of it? <laughs> He's just saying his lines again over himself. <laughs> hey, watch this part, watch this part. And then he says... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm sorry, we got... What happened? Sidetracked. What were you saying about Bob's Burgers? Um, it took me a while to warm up to the art style because the art style is really pretty ugly. But... I, the writing is just so good, and the characters are just so good. Like, everyone's unlikable and maddening, but likable enough that you still kind of, like, hope things work out for them. Because I want to punch Bob in the face at least twice a season. Nah, you you learn. I love everybody on that show. I, I especially love Bob, because I think Bob is actually a really solid dad. Mm-hmm. Like I, My favorite is the one episode where Gene is upset he didn't get his legs waxed. So he's like, all right, we'll go back and get your legs wet. Oh, what a good dad. Yeah. And he has three psychotic children, and he yeah. handles it great. Yeah. 
And a psychotic wife, a little bit. <laughs> you either die a Louise or you live long enough to see yourself become a Tina. Yeah. I love Tina. And I just... The guy that does Tina's voice does stand-up. A guy does Tina's voice? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm totally kidding. Oh. But he does stand-up, and I just started... I listened to some of it, and if you, I, I, it's on... I, it's audio, so I don't know what he looks like. I just picture Tina, and it still works fine. Because <laughs> he's still kind of androgynous in his comedy, so... <laughs> Is that, has that been what you're watching? No, I guess not, because you just said it was audio. But what yeah. have you been watching there, William? I, I started watching a show that you like a lot. Uh, oh, yeah? Community. Oh, I know. really? I, know. I love Community. And I don't like telling people that, because everyone... I have a bunch tell you of friends. all the best parts. I know. <laughs> I have a bunch of friends. They all love Community. And so I'm like, I've been watching Community. They're like, oh, finally, Will? Finally? We've tried to tell you. And you were like, no. And it's like, I get it. I had a well, problem. Well, how far are you? Season... Three, I just so one and two I watched. I just started. That's about where I am. Where we are, yeah. Okay, or whatever. I just got into the season with the the second paintball war. Okay, yeah, right, right. Which I really which is the western and then also Star Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, that that show is absolutely spectacular. I don't. There's two people that I don't. Hoff or Pierce is so frustrating, isn't he? Because he keeps having episodes like like the paintball war where he redeems himself. And I'm like, you know what? I really like Pierce, and then he has eight hard. more episodes where I'm like, I hope he dies. Well, it's very clear at, in, as they get into the second and third seasons how much they hate Chevy Chase. Yeah, because his character like, becomes slowly just irredeemable. Yeah, they're like, all right, we're giving you eight lines, and they're all horrible. <laughs> and then I don't, not a big. I like Joe McHale's character, but he also, he's like an anime character. He learns a lesson, and the next episode he just resets, and he's back to himself, <laughs> and he has to learn the same lesson again. Yeah, it's yeah. very frustrating. Yeah, I can see that. Well, I, I feel like it has to be really specific. He's like, well, in this situation, I have to yeah. not be selfish. And then the next week it's like, oh, pizza party, I can be selfish there. Yeah. That's not the situation he's from not last specifically week. That's win. not an STD fair. I can be selfish here. <laughs> well, I don't like it. He's learning that everything he does is selfish. Yeah. It's like, oh, if I say that, it's mean? Ah. The next week, oh, if I call her fat, it's mean? <laughs> yeah, ah. he's the dad from American Dad. <laughs> yeah. but I, and I hope he... They did one episode of it where uh, he got kicked out of the study group and uh, Pierce got kicked out of the study group. And Pierce, They talk about how the table has a magic power okay. that you get addicted to. And he has this weird nightmare where he just becomes Pierce. And I want that to keep coming back. Because he is. He's just young Pierce. Oh, I, I don't think I've gotten that far, but that's... That, uh, I feel like that's where they were going with it, and then... Before they didn't like Chevy Chase? Before, well... Before Chevy Chase just misbehaved. I, I heard he got kicked off the show. He leaves yeah. the show. I don't, think, I don't even think he yeah. got kicked off. I think he left. He was yeah. just like, I'm Chevy Chase. <laughs> I was in Vegas vacation. <laughs> I don't need this. Yes. Chevy, no, you do. <laughs> Oh, I do? Can I go back? No, no, no. No give backs. You're out. Like, if Bill Murray hates you, there's probably something wrong with you. Oh, wow. Well, I've met Chevy Chase. He's a jerk. His daughter rode crew in the same, like, age group my sister rode crew in. And so he would come to races. And I just said hi to him. I didn't know who he was. And then a woman went up and started talking to his wife. Not about movies, not just like, oh, your daughter Rose, blah, blah, blah. And Chevy Chase walked over, grabbed his wife, was like, we got to get out of here. And they and just walked away. Humans! And, and he, yeah, anytime a human approached him or his family, he would grab them and leave. 
I'm Chevy Chase. I don't have to take this. I don't. I, I got famous, so I didn't have to deal with small talk. <laughs> uh, that's gross. Everyone else in that show is just so great. Yeah, community's great. Everybody else is wonderful. I love seeing Shirley when she's on a uh, Walking Dead or Talking Dead. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's just talking about zombies. Because she's like, and then he hacked his head off. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, she's still the same person. <laughs> and like, she's always on with CM Punk, and he just starts trolling her. Like, they're very obviously friends, yeah, they're but he buddies. just <laughs> but he like he loves to mess with her on screen. Has Joe McHale been on Talking Dead? You know, I don't know. Has Joe McHale and Ryan Seacrest been on Talking Dead at the same time? You just have three vaguely similar looking white guys. <laughs> Have we ever seen Ryan Seacrest and Joel McHale in the same place? Oh, I don't think Is so. Is Ryan Seacrest, Joel McHale on stilts? Ooh. Answer these questions now. <laughs> I don't Joel know. I don't have a really research tall. <laughs> Joel McHale's really tall, so I think like Ryan Seacrest would have to be on stilts. That's what, it, it, did I oh. say that? I meant to, if I, those, those if I said the opposite, then switch it. <laughs> I'm just going to move on to what Strike I'm watching. Strike that, reverse it. Do that. Uh, I'm watching Daredevil finally. Oh, finally got into Daredevil. I love it. Nope, nope, uh, nope. In every scene, someone has to be bleeding. Mm-hmm. Like, legitimately, there is a scene that takes place in a bar where they, there are two characters talking, and then for a moment, they cut to the news where a guy runs by with a nosebleed. <laughs> like, oh, God, tragedy. And like, okay, we got it. Blood in every scene. And I, I know I'm not done with it yet. I don't care for King. Kong. I know. I really liked him, and you got you did his origin episode, right? Yeah, I got his origin. Episode. I thought I felt like that explained a lot. I don't know. I, I liked him, but like he he hasn't shown he's not powerful enough. Because I feel like in every every time we see him, he's in such a power of a uh, position of weakness mm-hmm. that it's like that's not the kingpin. Yeah, I not I agree with you, but I also to me this was Kingpin's origin story too, as well okay. as Daredevil. So I. Th- I'm hoping he comes back as like, like he tried to be to balance his crime life with having like a love life, and yeah. it doesn't work and it's for not him. Working out, and I'm hoping now he cut like, well, and screw it, my humanity's gone, and now I'm evil. But I feel like every time he talks, there is something stinky in the room <laughs> that he is trying not to address. I know the look you're talking about. Every because t- yeah, he never looks at the person he's talking to, and it's always like the problem with you is. <laughs> you have a weakness uh, for children and women. Uh, shoot him, and then he leaves. So it's like Eddie Redmayne and Jupiter Ascending. Yes, yes, it is. And for the people who got that that reference, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry that you saw Jupiter Ascending. Oh, that movie! I wanted to. No, no. I know. My heard, dude. <laughs> He's a crime against God. I know. It is his sin. Oh, it was horrible. I went to confession afterwards, <laughs> like Daredevil. But you'll he Kingpin stays the villain till the end, but way more important villains show up, and it's really cool. Okay, all right, cool. It, uh, it's I hope, I'm not going to give up on it. I hope you like the supernatural. Because Supernatural. The show? Yeah, they, they, the two guys. Dean Sam and, and Dean show Sam up. Sam and Dean show up. In the car? Yeah, and they full-on bang Castiel. It's everything you wanted. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to throw it back to Laura. Laura, what are you reading? Um, right now I'm reading a lot of articles about uh, the AIDS crisis in the 1990s. Exciting. Because I... Uh, 
I pick up a lot of pet projects, and right now I'm writing about musical theater and about um, the unintentional period piece about shows that become crazy dated about 10 years after they air or premiere on Broadway. And I'm writing about Rent because Rent was so... (laughs) Rent in its time was so topical and so relevant. And now it is not either of those things. Because, like, two things make Rent immediately dated. The internet and (laughs) 9-11. Like, her protest in the lot, Homeland Security would have shut that down. They'd have been like, oh, she's got a bomb. (laughs) They would have shot Maureen. No, Maureen's usually played by a white lady. So they wouldn't have shot her, but she'd be in Gitmo. They just shot her girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She was black in the production I saw. I don't know if that's she, so She's actually usually black. Oh, good, um, good, good. But I, uh, I realized that Jonathan Larson subscribed to the Magic Johnson theory that money cures AIDS. Because he was like, oh, I'm not using the stereotypical victims of AIDS. And the more research you do, you're like, no, no, you are. <laughs> like... Only homosexuals and drug users have AIDS in the world. They seem like a, a plethora of stereotypes. Yeah, uh, straight white guy, fine. I, Rich I also, black guy, fine. <laughs> I find a, uh, I have a bunch of cousins who are maybe ten years younger than I, probably more than that, maybe like thirty years younger than I am. <laughs> but they're all like high school theater kids, and if you ask them about rent, unanimously they're all like, "Oh, it being about those poor people that won't get job." Like they all get mad at the concept <laughs> of like. <laughs> Well, pay your rent. Why is this a song? Uh, BuzzFeed just had an article of like why everyone in rent is literally the worst. Because that's how that's BuzzFeed true. articles are. That's how young, like, the people I went to college with loved rent. A generation oh, yes. younger, they're like, nah, they're, they're, get jobs. We're in Spring Awakening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spring Awakening was like weirdly dated when it came out because Duncan Sheik was popular in the 90s and used slang from 1992 for his musical that started in 2008. Well, because when does Spring Awakening actually take place? The 1800s the in 1800s. Germany. And they're like, oh, but it's got like modern references because in one of the lines is, uh, let me turn up my stereo. And my first thought was, who has a stereo? <laughs> it's 18, it's uh, 19th you mean century Germany. home? <laughs> yeah. You turn up your Spotify playlist? It's 19th century Germany and they have a song about how like, their crush is like heroin. I'm like, oh yeah, because you guys had heroin back then. Yeah, because the songs are supposed to be out of time, but they're also like, but out of time up to the 90s. <laughs> but it, yeah. So I've been writing a lot about like the unintentional period piece. Yeah, and it's been really fun to watch. Uh, I was writing about how to succeed, uh, how to succeed in business without really trying, and the reviewer was like, I don't think this is sexist, but he's like 80. I'm like, oh, 80-year-old white guy, tell me again how you don't think a secretary <laughs> is not a toy is yeah. sexist. <laughs> how about you, Will? What have you been reading? Uh, I read, and I can't remember if I talked, I didn't talk about Oxymoron, no, right? you've yet to talk about okay. Oxymoron, I've been waiting and with faded breaths. And I forgot to bring it. I, it's really good! I really liked it. It is, I, I saw less dead, because uh, I forget the guy's name. Mark Poulton? Described it as kind of Deadpool and Joker. It's a lot of Joker, a little, like a sprinkle of Deadpool. Okay. And it it opens with, like, three hardcore stories, like violent, gory stories. Yeah. And then it hits the cartoony ones, and I, almost, I it should have opened with them because I didn't care at that point. They hit me with, like, Thousand Bullets-style comics, and then it was, like, a... 1940s Batman. I was like, don't care. Skip, skip, skip. There's blood. Oh, okay. Those ones were... Re- and I know they're different writers, but... Yeah, it was a solid compilation. 
Awesome. awesome. And for being just joke, dumb jokes. Yeah. But being yeah. oxymoron. Yeah. But just I, the violence is very gripping, and I know. Is there one on Jumbo Shrimp? Jumbo Shrimp's in it. He was one of the cartoony ones. But he's also. I'm so glad. It's Jumbo Shrimp, somebody else. Oh, it's uh, Big uh, Small Half, Bigger Half. Okay. Smaller Half, Bigger Half, which I like. They're just two guys the same size. <laughs> I want to see the dark, like Frank Miller esque Jumbo Shrimp comic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I want to see all one. But yeah, it's, it's very good. Cool. All right, you'll have to lend it to me. <laughs> as soon as I find it. Excellent. You can't go anywhere. Did no, it, that's why it's so baffling. <laughs> yeah, check arm's length from you. <laughs> You'll probably find it. <laughs> when you read a book, you toss it across the room when yeah, you've done it. Throw it. Finished. Uh, I, 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 uh, a couple weeks ago, we had our, our weird podcast where we kind of called out to our fans <laughs> and were like, hey, what do you think about what we're doing? We're, you know, we're looking for feedback. And we got a lot of great feedback. And one thing that really came up a lot was, hey, Noah, when are you going to finish House of Leaves? Oh, good question. And I was like, oh, my God, I've been, I've, I've been neglecting House of Leaves. I've been hiding it. <laughs> it's House of Leaves time. That explains a lot of the problems I've been having. <laughs> it's, like it's, it's teleporting. Uh, so I've been reading House of Leaves, and I did the thing I promised myself I wouldn't do, where I opened up to where my bookmark was. I was like, I forget what's going on. Let's start this chapter over. Kind of forget what's going on. Let's start another chapter back. And the next thing I know is back at the front of the book, like, no, 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 no. I don't care how lost you are. You just got to finish the book at this point. So I read a little bit. I didn't retain much, which I think is going to hurt the effect it has on me. (laughs) But uh, this is my my vow to you guys that I'm finishing House of Leaves. I'm actually going to do it. This is my vow to you guys. I will do everything in my power to make sure that does not happen. No, don't. I need to read it. I opened the book and it said, this book is not for you. And my response is, all right. That's a, that was the end of that. Shut it. Smarter. Smarter than me. Scrawled in Noah's handwriting. <laughs> I still think it's a marble notebook. I, I will give it to you when I am done with it. I don't think you will. <laughs> Ever be done with it. It's, yeah, that's true. I want to set it on fire, guys. show up 30 guys. years later at your doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> Read this. I, I started smoking in my 40s. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a lot of Yoshi's Woolly World. Yeah, because I'm a giant child. It is so much fun. It's a it's a really cute platformer, and you it's I mean it's Yoshi's Epic Yarn. Like it's definitely ripped off of that mechanic of Kirby's Epic Yarn. Everything's fabric and well, yarn. Well, Nintendo. Cute. It's hard to plagiarize yourself. <laughs> but does that mean we're gonna get like? Link's epic yarn. I hope so. Oh, that'd be really cute. I mean, Samus already becomes a ball. The oh, fact that it's not becoming a ball of yarn is just foolish. It's it's just so cute. But then, like the last level, surprisingly hard. Oh yeah, the, the, you got to have that that Yoshi story <laughs> steep uh, incline out of nowhere <laughs> that you're just not prepared for. So like the first four levels, you just cruise through because it's, you think you're like, oh, this is a book for six or this is a game for six year olds, and then level six, I've been on for like three weeks. Oh, this is for like nine year olds. <laughs> and like nine year olds are really good at video games. <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I've been writing like you know I've been doing like child game adult language. Because <laughs> it's, 
If you're listening to my apartment, it's like, cute music, cute music, lots of bad words. <laughs> the damnation of the yarn shy guy. I, just so much swearing. It's really you're hard. You're at the end of it? I'm on the last, like, I'm on the boss level. Like, the there's six worlds, and I'm on the sixth, like, Koopa Jr.'s castle world. Mm. And it, it's really hard. And the last thing was giant yarn spiders. It was... Yeah, I know you're not a big fan of those. <laughs> yeah, not a fan of giant yarn spiders. <laughs> How about you, Will? What have you been playing? Uh, I played the... There's a Ghostbusters board game. I'm sure there's more than one. I don't know what this... It was just the Ghostbusters board one game. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Did uh, you play as Wheelchair Guy? No, Wheelchair Guy was not in it. And oh. that made me sad because I did have a broken leg while <laughs> I was playing it. But it, did, it had the goth chick from uh, the Extreme Ghostbusters. Okay. Which is far... The whole thing was like all the canon Ghostbusters. Yeah. So it's the first four from the movie. Mm-hmm. It's the goth chick. It's another lady from the comics who I don't know. It's the main character you are in the video game. So okay. He's real. Okay, that's cool. And some like, but it was just like establishing canon. What about the, the nerdy guy? Which the the nerdy guy that the. I am the gatekeeper. Oh, Are you no. the key master? Although he should have been. You're yeah, right. Yeah, he becomes a Ghostbuster at the end I'm of the I'm sure people one. are mad that we don't know his name. Uh, yeah. Darth Kelmet. Darth Helmet, yes. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. I'm sure that was his name. Oh, I'm name. sure a lot of people are mad that they can't be Rick Moranis. <laughs> but, He's like the spirit animal of the American nerd. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it had it a, a big thing it had going for it was it didn't have little like paper tokens of things. It was toys. Okay. And I'm big Ooh. on toy. Even the yeah. Ghostbusters car was a toy. Oh, excellent. And that's you can get in the car and drive around the board and stuff. What? It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I would never play the game. I would just play with the with pieces. With the toys. It's very tempting. <laughs> so are the ghosts little like... like oh, little the ghosts are toys, yeah. Stuff? Mm-hmm. There's specifically a Slimer. There's <laughs> other ghosts. They gave them names. Gentleman care. Ghost? Yeah, Gentleman Ghost. <laughs> that purple Patrick thing Swayze that scared every child mm-hmm. born after 1984. Yeah. So, so how is it as a board game? It was solid. Uh, the one scenario with Slimer is a nightmare because it's all about the slime mechanic, and what the mechanic does is keeps you from taking actions. All right, so then you're you, slimed. You spend your turn going, all right, I do one thing. Like, I get the slime off me. Oh, I'm slimed again. And then your girlfriend or wife goes, this game's stupid. I can't do anything. And you go, you know what? You're right. You can't do anything. And so is it one of those games where, like, four people play Ghostbusters and one person plays as the ghosts? No, the ghosts all have their own uh, actions. Okay. Like, you'll flip a card over for the ghost. It'll move them for you. It'll have things happen on go- places where ghosts are. So you don't need someone running <laughs> flip the ghost. Flip a card and Slimer slimes whoever is the most annoyed at the moment. <laughs> oh, what a terrible mechanic. Well, we did. We played a game without Slimer. It's much better. Just the slime mechanic is a nightmare. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. But that's cool. I have to check that out sometime. Although Venkman gets bonuses while slimed, and that's who oh, I played. that so. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I recently uh, went to the Movement Lab and uh, did some hardcore parkour. That's what I've been Any playing. Any of our friends get hurt? Uh, no injuries. Oh, no what? injuries this time. Uh, you got pre-injured, so yeah. I think that's... But uh, the Movement Lab, uh, which uh, the Wachewskis run, which are past wonderful guests on this here podcast... Uh, they've made a lot of improvements to the gym. Uh, they now have the the jump hang where you jump and then you grab a cargo net, mm-hmm. and uh, that I think is what destroyed me the most. Because I, I 
I did the trampoline and grabbed the ropes and it was fine. And then I was like, all right, you go over the top. And at the top, it's just like spikes from where they put screws in. They're like, no, no, no. At our course, you have to go underneath. I was like, oh, no problem. Oh, oh my muscles. Oh, my hands. My hands are all ripped up. So we did that one. We did a lot of rope swings and things like that. So much fun. And since it was my birthday... I got a free month to the gym, oh. so I will be sore for the next month here on the podcast. So get excited for complaining. Oh, you guys can right have matching boots. Yeah. I'm sorry? When you, you get injured. You guys get matching boots when you get injured. <laughs> yeah, there Well, we injure your right foot. You could just have mine. All right. All right. That's good. We can share. Yeah. <laughs> or should I, I, should, or I should break the left one, and then we can like combined and be one like person. One, one injured. In my mind, we the thing we combined had... Both broken legs. <laughs> Why would we do it that? <laughs> oh no, <laughs> we did it wrong. Science. And then it was like Optimus Prime with wheels welded to his side. <laughs> he does. He doesn't need the chair. Well, no, but it's like <laughs> he rolls them like Axel from uh, Twisted Metal. Kinda. All right, all right, I can get behind this. <laughs> uh, oh wow! So that's gonna do it for what you watch and what you read and what you playing. Okay. Uh, we end all of our podcasts with a game. Uh, a game that I feel like is going to be pretty lonely this week. Oh. Uh, this week we are putting up uh, after dinner games. This is forty of the greatest after dinner games. Ooh. Forty of them. If you want to play some quick on the draw, we can play quick on the draw right now. Or some head to head, where you where you hold an orange in between your friend's nose. Ah, we could be playing that right now. I got all the rules to cheat. Oh. And and to I Spy, if you don't know how to play I Spy, <laughs> it sounds crazy, but it's fun. I have it on good authority. It was sourced by uh, Rich People's Coffee Table. That is true. I stole this. Ooh. So a stolen book of 40 games. 40 games. <laughs> Laura, what did you bring? I bought a pack of gum because I uh, I had a Han Solo luggage tag, but I do not appear to be able to find it. Right. So I'm not sure if we're going to have any interest this week, but I will still post this up. To play host versus guest versus audience, you need an audience members. Anybody interested in playing? All right. Hurtful. I know. It's tough. It's tough. But uh, we luckily I have a game that just two of you can play. That's okay. fine. It's not going to make a lot of sense. But uh, I got a nice game known for War Edition. Oh, no. Oh, I get it. Yeah. It's Will's time. So, <laughs> it, if it wasn't known for, yeah, if it was about knowing stuff. <laughs> so I have a bunch of actors, actresses, or directors here. I really was hoping this would be military personnel. <laughs> yeah. You need to tell me the four things, or we're going to bid name that tune style, uh, on the four things IMDb says that they're the most known for. But as a special hint, each one of these people have at least one war movie. All right. Huh. All right. And uh, we'll play to three points. Uh, so uh, we'll start with Laura. You guys know how to play this one. You guys are vets. Uh, we're going to start with Matt Damon. Uh, two. Two. Will, would you like to go higher than two? Uh, no. All right, Laura. Saving Private Ryan and Goodwill Hunting. Those are good answers. The answer. four things Matt Damon is known for are... The Born Identity, Saving Private Ryan, Goodwill Hunting, and The Departed. 
So I'm so glad I didn't say The Martian. I didn't know how many Borns were going to be on it, and that's what I was worried yeah, about. that's a scary thing. <sighs> well, he won an Oscar for Goodwill Hunting. I know. So. I forgot about Goodwill Hunting. And I wouldn't have gotten Saving Private Ryan without the hint of war movie. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have thought too old. Uh, Will. All right. Marlon Brando. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we already talked about this. Uh, Marlon Brando. T- two. Going with two. Go with you two. know, I think I could do three. Laura thinks she could do three. Well, then do, go do for you it. suddenly feel like doing all four? No, no. Streetcar Named Desire. Okay. Apocalypse Now. Okay. Godfather. Those are good answers. The four things Marlon Brando are known for are The Godfather, Apocalypse Now, On the Waterfront, and Superman. <laughs> oh, he was Kal El, right? If he had said Godfather or Part Jor-El. 2, I could have at least gotten I think, that. I think he was Jor El. He was Jor El. Super- he was? Okay. He was actually yeah. paid the most out of yep. anyone in that film. I remember that in that documentary about how terrible Marlon Brando is. <laughs> that we've apparently both seen and have discussed. Uh, so that's a point of peace. Laura, we're going to start with you this time. And I- it's Kate Beckinsale. War movie. Two. Ooh. Two. Man, I, I'd almost go higher, but I don't know a war movie she's been in, and I feel like that'll be on there. There's at least one war movie on there. Of course, you don't have to say the war movie. I know, but that's already knocking one out. I'm going to say name them. Pearl Harbor. Ah! And Underworld. I swear the, to God, if it's an underworld sequel, Helsing I'm going to on this list? flip a table. The four movies that a Kate war? Beckinsale is known for are... Is Underworld a war? Underworld. Underworld Revolution. <laughs> the Aviator. Oh. And Pearl Harbor. Ha-ha! Nice. Thank you for doing that in the most exciting way possible. <laughs> underworld was the war movie, though, right? Lichens and vampires. That's <laughs> originally, when I looked her up, I was like, oh, that's a war. And I was like, oh, she was also in Pearl Harbor. Yeah, Perfect. we went to go see that in a school trip in the eighth grade. Is it took us all to go see Pearl Harbor. Oh, I thought you were going to say Underworld. I was like, why? <laughs> I'm thinking of Flyboys. I was like, an aviator war movie with James Franco. No, it's with no, Leonardo Fly- DiCaprio. Flyboys is the one. But war does he one. fight in a war in the aviator or no? I don't. Or does he just fly planes? He's just rich. Who knows? I sure didn't see it. <laughs> All right, Will, we're starting with you. All right. Hayden Christensen. <laughs> I know a movie he's been in <laughs> has the word war in it. <laughs> and, oh, man. Two. Two? Yeah, no, that's you. <sighs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Star Wars Attack of the Clones. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to be really mad if Star Wars isn't the war movie. <laughs> is Star Wars Revenge of the Sith? The four things Aiden Chris is known for are Star Wars Attack of the Clones, Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, <laughs> Jumper, and Awake. So Star Wars was Star the war Star Wars movie. was the war. <laughs> I don't know what happens in Jumper. So it is tied 2-2. Yeah. <laughs> and you've correctly named them each time. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. So, it's tied 2-2, so I always go w- with a weird one when oh. it's a match point. We're going right, to start with Lara, and it's Kate Hudson. One. I'm going to start low. Will. I just realized I'm thinking of Kate Winslet. 
That that's gonna hurt your chances. That is definitely gonna hurt my chances. I cannot remember who Kate Hudson is. That hurts it. That hurts your chances. Mm, was Titanic a war movie? Not Kate Hudson. That, that's Kate Winslet. Oh crap! Then you name that movie. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Almost Famous. The four things Kate Hudson is known for are. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Which is my other guess. The Skeleton Key. Almost Famous. And Bride Wars. Ah! Was she the head groupie from Almost Famous? She was. She was Penny Lane. I st- I know exactly what she looks like. I still don't know who this person is. <laughs> she w- she did a lot of Matthew McConaughey <laughs> movies. She was How was to she, Lose a Guy in 10 Days and Godzilla? Fool's Gold. That's Matthew Broderick. <laughs> How did you almost win this game? The spell's broken. No, it's gone. You addressed it and you broke the spell. <laughs> we got to get out of here. Uh, Laura, anything you'd like to plug? No. <laughs> Really, you don't have a Twitter handle or anything? Oh, uh, my Twitter handle is uh, Pretty Nerdy Blog. My Instagram is Pretty Nerdy Things. We're at PrettyNerdyThings.com, and I write for Geekadelphia. Which we talked about zero on this podcast. But womp oh, well. womp. Will, anything to add? No. All right. <laughs> uh, upcoming shows, February 29th, Leap Day. Ooh. Lamar Lee is going to be on here for, uh, he's going to be promoting his new web show and his podcast, Week Jokes. Weak jokes. <laughs> also, be sure to give us five stars on iTunes, st- five stars on Stitcher. Vote for us on PodcastLine.com. Make us the podcast of the month. You can also listen to us on Wildfire Radio every Friday. And we would like to thank Ben Affleck for making the show possible and running over Will with a forklift. Mm-hmm. This is the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. Thank you so much. Woo! Yay! Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs>